You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Brian, so many fascinating matchups to dissect, and you're the coach. You watch more tape than anybody. If you had to pick one area of this game that you think could be the most interesting, what would stand out to you as a general starting point? You know, we, we talk about so many different things and all the uh, indices you have to do to beat this unbelievable New England Patriot team and specifically Tom Brady. Uh, you know, whether it's the third down, it's in the red zone, not giving them a big place. To me, I was with Steve Spagnola on the NFL Network yesterday. It was great listening to Steve. Remember, his giant teams did pretty good against these New England. And listening to what he was talking about, it's not a it's how do you get to Brady, okay? One, you disrupt the timing of the receivers. That he thought that you got to come up and press, and you got to change the, the clock for Tom Brady by disrupting the receiver, and then you got to put pressure, particularly up the middle of the field. So I think that's the key. I think if they can get to Brady, you don't have to sack him. That's hard to do. Just you know, you got to get to him uh, better than a half a dozen times, get him off his mark, disrupt the timing, whether it's because of the pass rush or the jamming of the receivers. You got to get that done if you got any chance of beating them. Analysis was great, coach, but. How haven't we heard all of that stuff before sure we with have. this dude? It's sure like, so truthfully, you know, what is it going to take with this Philadelphia team, which we know can do anything they want to do on defense because they have the personnel, right. they have the speed, uh, they have the strength, they have the mentality, that underdog mentality. You know how it is right. being an underdog, oh, we've right? Been there. You sometimes play outside of yourself just a little bit. And I think they've done a phenomenal job, especially having Nick Foles as a quarterback. But when you look at Philadelphia, what do you think they have to do based on what they've done so far up until this point? Well, the, uh, obviously the progression of Nick Foles is key. They've shown that they can run the ball. They've got a unique, you know, we always hear Bill Belichick takes away what you do best. Right. Which I always giggle out a little bit because as a coach, I'm going, oh, so the rest of us just covered the decoys, I <laughs> guess. Yeah, that never occurred to us to take away what you do best. But you look at the running game of the Eagles. I'll be interested to see what Bill does because it's so diverse. They do the three wides, number in the box. Okay, if you don't give us the right number count, we're going to run. They do the RPOs out of that. Then they then they get the two tight ends with the Jai, and they're going to play the wham plays in the zone. So that's a different type of running attack. They'll get into the three wides. They'll do Aguilar with the underneath and the pitches mm-hmm. and, the, and the like. And then they'll do the blunt force offense of the big linemen, the big tight ends, put LeGarrette Blunt in. So so there's a lot of different styles of running that they can throw at and roll through at New England, which may force New England. Let's remember, New England early in the season gave up a lot of big plays. Mm-hmm. If they're forced to have to play a lot of man, add to the box, play more man to start the RPOs, that may create some one-on-one matchups Ertz, Alshon Jeffrey, Aguilar, that gives them a chance to get big plays. Chatting with Brian Billick, who joins us courtesy of the NFL Extra Points credit card issued by Barclay Card. You have been involved with player personnel in the past. If Nick Foles wins the Super Bowl, is he really going to go back to being a backup quarterback in Philadelphia? Well, that, that is the interesting question because you have, you know, you're here in Minnesota, right? What's the question about a Case Keenum? Same thing. A guy now that has emerged on the scene, shows that he can be a legitimate starter. But now what do they do? They, they obviously got Sam Bradford. They got Teddy Bridgewater. These three guys are all going to end up someplace. And for obvious reasons, you know, Bridgewater, because of the injury, really don't know how good Bridgewater is. We haven't seen a consistent diet of it. Bradford, uh, again, Nick Foles, is this, you know, can a team look at him and say, okay, we've seen the template. This guy, he's going to end up someplace. I don't know if anybody's going to give him one of those guaranteed $100 million contracts. We just saw, uh, obviously, an Alex Smith get one $71 million guaranteed, which basically is two 
franchise tags. Every time that happens, it sets a marker. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see who wants to step up. Clearly, Philadelphia. I mean, it's Carson Wentz team still, so obviously they're not going to be in the market for that. But I think whether I think whether he wins the game or not, Nick Foles has created a market for himself as a starter. Coach, we know you watch film a lot and, and you break down quarterbacks, especially. Uh, tell me about Tom Brady. Where, where's the weakness in his game? If you found any, because when you think about championships and seven consecutive AFC games that he's playing in, it's almost hard to find one. And what's amazing, uh, Cordell, when you go back and it's well documented, he's what, the 196th pick or something like yeah, that. Six when you go and you, you know, it, at the combine, as you well know, they, they, they weigh and measure and poke and prod and work out and then they take photos of you. Kind of all like a prison shot. We saw that one. And you have a huge binder by position of, of forward, back, you know, to look at the body type. They're sitting there in shorts. A little creepy, quite honestly. Yep. Um, you look at the pictures of Tom Brady, and you're thinking, my God. He's an altar boy. This guy. Insurance. Yeah. You know, how the heck could he, this, this body I'm looking at, even make it in the NFL? What he's crafted, the intellect, like I said many times, the biggest strength is what on a football field has Tom Brady not seen? Uh, I did a thing for NFL Network on Playbook where we showed the touchdown pass to Amendola. They wanted to go to, to, to uh, um, uh, Cooks on the backside. Seven-man protection. He had the time, and he's waiting out Cooks, and it's a little quick uh, uh, slant corner. Mm-hmm. And he wants to go there. He wants to go there. It's not there. He knows. Now, there, the pressure wasn't a whole lot of pressure, but you know there's the natural clock. I've been here before. I know the timing of this. I can't wait any longer. And even almost not looking, he, th- he sees where everybody is. The safety's underneath too shallow. You know, we used to say find work. There was nothing challenging safety. Back up because there's going to be something behind you. If there's nothing in front of you, there's going to be something behind you. He's sitting about five yards deep in the end zone. Brady, without looking, going, well, I don't know where Amendola is, but I know where that safety is, and I know where that hole has to be, and throws it into yeah, the hole. Trust. I mean, you, it's unbelievable yeah. his ability to account for what, what's going on in the field. Brian, last one for me. We're going to get the Hall of Fame news on Saturday, yeah. and so much conversation about Terrell Owens and the perception he was a bad teammate. Beyond the details of his case, when you were head coach, how did you balance talent versus temperament? It is, it's on a sliding scale. You know, I like Mike Tomlin's comment. Uh, I'll tolerate you until I can replace you, you know, and the better you are, the more I'm going to put up with, uh, you, you, you know, and that's a, that's a tenuous balance. You know, we, uh, Cordell's with us for you. That was a unique group of players yes, we had. Was. A lot of personalities, yes, a lot of balancing of those personalities. Yeah. Uh, but that's part of the game right now. You know, my son-in-law plays in the NBA and, and it's been interesting to kind of be around. You know, that's a much more intimate, different locker room mm-hmm. because of the sheer numbers. But the NFL is getting more and more like that. But but now you got 53 guys on the team and you got, you know, half a dozen or better uh, uh, roster guys. And, and uh, uh, so it's it, it, coaching size. John Harbaugh in, in Baltimore now has like 25 coaches. OK, mm. that's a lot of personalities to deal with. And that's clearly what it comes down to in terms of and and in terms of Hall of Fame. Now I'm biased. I, Randy Moss, I had Randy, and, and I, I I don't you know Ray Lewis, of course, is a slam dunk Hall of Famer first ballot. Uh, there's so much that goes into it. The criteria we use has become so much more. You know, we have so much more information now in making these decisions. It's not an easy job for those that make the decisions in the Hall of Fame. Let's wrap it up with the NFL extra points credit card issued by Barclay Card. What do our 
listeners need to know. Yeah, you got to you got to get it. I tell you what, uh, you earn points every dollar you spend. You can redeem for NFL merchandise, game tickets, Super Bowl tickets. You have access at the NFL Experience uh, monies that can you can't use it any you know you can't get it any place else. If you go to NFLExtraPoint.com, you can get the NFL Extra Points credit card issued by Barkley. It's, uh, it's the way to go if you're an NFL fan. Thank you, Brian. Always a pleasure. All right, guys. Thank you. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.